Welcome back to the True North CFL Podcast. New year, and we're starting it off with a new show. I'm your host, Jimmy Leach. You can follow me on Twitter at Jimmy Leach CFL. I'm Taylor Curry, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Taylor Curry SK. I'm Carter Kennington. You can find me on Twitter at Carter Doing Radio and on Instagram at Carter Kennington. My name's James Tease. You can follow me on Instagram at James underscore Tease. Thought you were gonna say uh, you can find me at Corpse Husband for a second. Oh God, <laughs> <laughs> the internet guys will get that one. And then you can follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search uh, True North CFL Podcast, and you'll find us. And we, the show, you can find on Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. So without further ado, we're gonna talk about so, uh, our favorite resigning from each team. And then we're going to get into how the CFL can better appeal to a younger audience because CFL age demographic, uh, most of the fans are pretty old. And we're all, everybody who works on the show is in their 20s. And I think we even have one or two guys who are in their very late teens. So, yeah, we're the audience that they're trying to reach. So, figured maybe we should put something out there. Uh, for ideas, I guess. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. So let's get to the re-signings here. We'll start with BC. Uh, I had Dominic Rhymes is BC's most important re-signing. Obviously, he's a stud receiver. It'll be a nice target for Mike Riley alongside Brian Burnham. Yeah, <clears throat> that's why I picked Dominic Rhymes too. I think he's a compliment to Brian Burnham and the way he played in Ottawa with uh, subpar quarterback play we'll say uh i think he can excel really well in beast okay so i'm going a weird way here you guys already know i kind of wish i had kept this a secret from you guys before because i would have loved to get <laughs> like genuine reactions to this um i like the signing of will aren't i know he didn't play great but having a quarterback like hopefully they're able to lock him up for a few years after this because i think this is just a one year but if they can keep him for multiple years and have him as an actual backup, maybe they could, uh, once this uh, once this contract is up with Riley, he's probably going to go. Like, he's probably just going to call it a career, I would think, because it's like four more years after this, I think. And, yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's either three or four, and that'll put him up there. It'll be around 38 or 39. So if Arndt is ready to go and he's already knows that system, you could just slot him in there and then you'll be good to go and you don't have a quarterback controversy going on. He's a young dude too. He's only twenty-seven. Yeah, like I think if if they're able to get um if they're able to get quality out of Will Arnt, I think this will be a very good signing. Looking back, I feel like that could be a big if though, just because it it is it is a big if. Is it if we're talking like three three years down the road or four years? You know, he's going to be into his thirties and didn't have the greatest numbers with Ottawa, so it is. BC brought in a bunch of young quarterbacks too in the offseason. Look, they brought in the Canadian kid Nathan Rourke, uh, and they got Vinny Testaverde Jr. and I think one or two other guys. So yeah, hmm. Vinny Testaverde Jr. Uh, his father's known as Vinny Testaverde, the most <laughs> mediocre quarterback of all time, who made majority of his money uh, buying and owning uh, Outback Steakhouses. Yes, sir. <laughs> a way to make cash. Yes, extra so. money <laughs> and then james who did you pick well i went with there's a common theme with this signing dominic dominique rhymes or dominic i, I don't know why i said that 
I, I, I thought he was a good signing because he's that big body receiver they need. He's 6'4", 215. We don't see a lot of 6'4 receivers, and he's that possession receiver that BC, uh, BC and Mike Riley need. I think that's a fair assessment, yeah, because they, they really were missing a receiver at the boundary. Uh, I felt like, you know, Deron Carter just didn't really bring it this year, so I feel like Rhymes is a nice upgrade there. Sorry, Taylor. <laughs> nah, I mean he didn't play that well. Yeah, it is what it is. I think it's. A- yep. So with that, we're gonna move on to the Stampeders. Um, for me, I had Richard Leonard, but I'm gonna give an honorable mention to Huff because I thought Richard Leonard was their best free agency signing last kind of free agency period, just because I think he's an elite DB, and with Trey Roberson still with the Bears, I think. You know, Calgary's going to need him to be, like, the guy in the backfield there. We'll yeah, see that... if he comes back, though, because he hasn't played a single game and uh, been hurt. True. Could be interesting, but, yeah, I think Richard's going to have to step up. He, I have him, too, by signing. But, I mean, he had 55 tackles last year for picks, two forced fumbles. I think, yeah, with... Uh, other guy gone, he's going to have to step up a bit, and we're going to see a lot more of him, which is going to be exciting. Yeah, I, I'm i going with uh, I'm going with what Jimmy said, but I'm actually going with Josh Huff, which was his honorable mention. I like him a lot. Um, 10 games, 37 catches, 491 yards, single touchdown. However, he was also doing kickoffs and that. Um, I personally, I really like him. I don't know. It's one of those things where I just sort of got that feeling about him, you know? I don't, I don't know. That's that's how I feel about Huff. Plus, I'm trying to diversify our selection a little bit. Yeah, that's why I put uh, Mark Heath Ambles in there. I really feel like this is a good signing because I think the Stamps after this past offseason are just starving for receiver talent. I know people may not think, they've oh, they have all these great guys, but there's only really uh, Kamar Jordan. And besides that, there's not much going on in the receiving core. And I think Ambles was a good signing to be one of those depth guys, maybe not a starter. He's been consistent with uh, 400 yards last season. No scores, unfortunately, but still a decent amount of yards. Yeah, for Hmm. sure. I think he and Huff could be good depth pieces there. And you're right. You know, Kamar Jordan, we missed him last season. He was hurt. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, what is he like when he comes back? And, you know, Eric Rogers isn't as dominant as he used to be. So an old guy, too. Yeah. But yeah, Calgary's receiving core is going to be interesting uh, next season. And then now we move on to the Edmonton football team. Uh,. Speaking of diversity, Carter, do you want to tell everyone who we all picked? Oh, man. Kwaku Boateng, baby! All four. <laughs> Unanimous selection. <laughs> and yeah. I mean, what more can you say? Like, you run down the list of everyone that Edmonton's brought back, and he's the only name. Well, besides Jonathan Rose now, who just got picked up. True. Um, Boateng was the only one who jumps off the page. Yeah. Does anyone know the numbers on those that contract? Because I remember the last contract he signed was pretty hefty. Uh, I did not get those numbers, but yeah, I'm looking at their you know re-signings right now. They don't really have too many heavy 
hitters that they've re-signed yet other than him. You know, they mm-hmm. got a... What's his face? They got Rodney Smith back, who's good, but he's not, you know, like, a guy. And Terry Boateng Williams. But... valuable, valuable guy because he can put up numbers and he's a Canadian DN, which there's not a whole lot of guys that put up numbers by him. And he's so effective, not just because of his sack totals, even though he doesn't put up double-digit sacks. He's a pressure machine. And I will argue pressures are just as valuable in a sense that he's disrupting plays and they don't show pressures. And a, sign, a good edge rusher isn't just sacks, it's pressures, and he gets a million of those here. For sure, yeah, he's a, he's a ratio breaker. So he's definitely a very valuable piece for Edmonton. So hey, I gotta hold yeah, on. I gotta take go it back it. for a sec. Um, just when we were talking about Calgary, something you said, Jimmy, kind of threw me off about Eric Rodgers not being that good. You know, he had ten touchdowns last year, thousand eighty yards, eighty-five catches. I mean, yeah, no, he was. He, he was very good. He still, yeah, no, he was just hurt a lot. I think he had something wrong with his kidney actually two years ago, not oh, last. Oh yeah, I remember I think, that. Yeah, or or something like that. He had like kind of like an, an injury to his organ. But they're they also got some good guys on the come up. Uh, but yeah, he, I'll I'll stop talking. So good, <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, like he's good. He's just not you know what he used to be. You know, like he used to be arguably the best receiver in the CFL. Now he's you know he's really good. Like he's still a thousand year guy. Fair. But it's like yeah, he's not you know an he's thin in the tooth. He can still produce, but he ain't got a lot of time left. And I'm. I'm the resident Stamps fan on this podcast, and I'll be one to say that. He's he's still really good, but he does not have much time left. He tore his ACL in 2016. That's what happened. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I think that but cost him his spot in the NFL, didn't it? That was in the NFL yeah. with the 49ers, yeah. And then let's move on to Sask now. So for their top... The Riders have signed a lot of their names already, so that's a good sign. For me, I got Shaq Evans with an honorable mention going to Mason Fine. And for some of you more casual fans out there, it's like, really, a college quarterback? But it's like, this dude's legit. You know, the Riders gave him a three-year contract, and you don't normally see that with guys who are just coming into the league. And that's because CFL, you know kind of amateur scouts or, you know, CFL fans have been kind of looking at this guy for a while and saying, hey, this guy looks like he could be a really great CFL quarterback if he ever comes here. So I'm really excited about the Riders bringing in Mason Fine, and I'm really looking forward to seeing how he plays. I feel like he didn't get an NFL look just based on the school he played for, North Texas, because... Many people may not know this. He beat Arkansas, which may not be the best SEC team, but he beat a team in the SEC, which means a lot. And he has a lot of accomplished victories on his win-loss record at North Texas. And he's only lost a handful of games. He's a winner. For sure. He He's a legit passing threat, too. Like, I look at him, he's like 5'11", so I'm like, okay, is this guy like an undersized running quarterback, like maybe a Kyler Murray or Lamar Jackson type? And it's like, no, this guy can throw. You know, like size in school have a thing to do with him not getting picked up. I think so, yeah, because I looked at his NFL scouted report too, and it mentioned like his size, you know, was an issue. But in the CFL, as we all know, you know, smaller quarterbacks tend to do well here. So, yeah, uh, I really hope that we get to see fine. I hope he does well. 
Yeah, no doubt. I'm uh, I'm really excited that they got Nick Marshall back. I think that he's a big key to that defense there, and if they want to keep it as deadly and as threatening as it is, that he's a really big piece to that. So, yeah, I was really happy to see him come back to the Rams. No, I, I get that. Um, my pick comes from the idea that if you have a good running back, then it's just a CFL game-breaker. And, I mean, Winnipeg's proved that, and Saskatchewan's proved that to a point as well, and I'm really... Like, if I was a Saskatchewan fan, I'd be overjoyed to see Powell come back second in yards, tied for first in touchdowns for running, uh, for rushing touchdowns. Like, he is such a good grab, and to be able to lock him up for as long as they have, because they've had him for a few years now, I want to say as well, right? Is this his third year? This is either, I think this is going to be a second or third. Yeah, second. second Okay, but still, but still, being able to bring him back uh, proves that, you know, the the big pieces think that Saskatchewan is a place where they can win, and that's what you want. So, I think William Powell's a great Good pickup. Point, yeah, yeah. I had Powell as well, and I agree with what Carter was saying. It's kind of game breaking. We saw it with Andrew Harris, or when the Stamps went on their run and mm-hmm. they had Jerome Messam. I'm not just saying this because I'm a Stamps fan, but I do agree. Run game is a bit. It may not seem like as big of a part, but if you can control the clock like that, it's deadly, and that's why I think. Powell was probably the best signing they had. I think that's definitely fair. Um, yeah, we have Shaq, Marshall, and Powell. I think those are all good picks. And then I'm going to hold my tongue on the Andrew Harris jokes, because I definitely can make one here, but I'm going to choose not to. And we're going to move on to the Bombers. So, for... Uh, my pick, I picked Jamarcus Heydrich. They haven't signed a ton of players. They just signed, as of recording, Nick Dembski today. Uh, so I um, guess that, he gets an honorable uh, mention. Sorry sorry to uh, interrupt. That's unconfirmed. That's from uh, David Naylor on TSN. That has not been announced on CFL or from the Bombers. Okay, that's fair. But he's usually pretty reliable. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, with Heydrich... Uh, I, I think he's been really good on that offensive line for the Bombers, so I thought that was a really nice re-signing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I had the exact same pick. Uh, Marcus Hardrick, he's a good old lineman. I was really sad when the Riders let him go when we had him. Uh, so, yeah, Winnipeg fans, he played 18 games last year. He's a good guy to have back on your line. Yep. Um, I have written down on the document that they've re-signed three people and that Kyle needs to step it up. Um, I think that that is the truth. Uh, um, I think Kyle Walters uh, start, needs to start bringing some people back because he's starting to scare me a little bit. Like, you know, <laughs> no word on Andrew Harris. Um, our defensive ends are going to be like 2019. We had a great selection of defensive ends. And right now, the only guy we've got under lock and key, I think, is Willie Jefferson. And he's great, but we need more than just Willie Jefferson. Um <laughs> But in terms of best signing, I'm going to have to agree. I'm going to say Hardrick. Even though I do like Jake Thomas a lot, um, I just think for the Winnipeg Blue Bomber brand, um, Yoshi Hardrick is just such a great guy and such a good locker room guy as well. I had him as well. He's he's an anchor of that O-line, though he may not be always the most talked about guy, but he's one of these guys who's been super consistent in the CFL, which I love to see an American that kind of calls Canada home, so to speak, and uh, love his play. And I think O-line kind of sets the tone, and that's what you build your team from. So that's why I have Yoshi Hardrick. That's fair. And now Yo, we're going to... Oh, yeah. 
And then we're going to move on to Hamilton. Uh, for me, I had Brandon Banks with an honorable mention going to Sean Thomas Erlington because Sean Thomas Erlington was a ratio-breaking stud last year until he got hurt. So I'm glad he's going to come back to Hamilton, and I hope he gets another shot to start again. Yeah. I got, uh, yeah, I got, yeah, we're on Hamilton. I got Speedy B. That's where we are, right? Yep. 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 Yeah. Just, <laughs> just making sure. I just got thrown off for a second. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he had 1,500 yards, uh, 13 touchdowns. Like, there's, he's the best receiver in the league, like, on paper. Yeah, he's, there's no way you wouldn't be happy to sign him. So that's, that's the easy way to go for sure. Um, I agree with you guys, but I have a different guy written down specifically because I personally thought there's no way that Brandon Banks goes anywhere unless he's going south, you know? Like, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I didn't expect him to leave Hamilton. And with that, I decided to go with Jalen Acklin. Um, Tiger Cats most outstanding rookie in 2019, 58 receptions, 708 yards, uh, played in 17 games. Uh, I really, I like him. I think he's a good second hand for, uh, or a second receiver for Hamilton. And I, again, like I, the point I was making with, um, with Willie Jefferson, you need to have more than one guy. And I feel like you were going to bring back Speedy B anyway. So being able to bring back Acklin as well is really good. good point. Yeah. I'm, uh, going to have to go with, uh, Don Jackson, no, I'm absolutely kidding. I think he sucks <laughs> and I hate him on Calgary. I try not to talk bad on players, but come on, man. In Calgary, you just a nuisance. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Speedy V. Speedy V's my pick. I know that's so basic. He can run the ball. He can catch it. He can return it. He's a jack of all trades. So, of course, you're going to put him up there. Shout out Don Jackson. Jeez. Not a nice shout out, but a shout out. Yeah, exactly. All right. So let's go to who are we on now? Toronto? All right. So Toronto hasn't really signed any of their huge names, which does have me a bit concerned. I was really hoping they'd have a couple guys signed by now, but for me, I've got Levi Noel. Uh I really like him as a big physical Canadian receiver and I think he's going to be a nice addition to Toronto's kind of Canadian Air Force that they're building with Juan Breskinson, Levi Noel, and Dijon Brissett. And yeah, I think it's going to be super interesting to see them all together when we get the season started here. I have, uh, I got Darius Bladed for mine. I like him. He's a good young offensive lineman, been in the league for years. He's only 26, but. He's played in 45 games already, so I just think the sky's the limit for him, and he's got a lot of potential to do really well in Toronto. Yep. Uh, I've got uh, Matt Botang. I like him a lot. He's got his, after his first year in Toronto, I feel like I've been saying I, I like that guy a lot, so I'm going to try and refrain from doing that from now on. But um, in his first uh, year as an Argonaut, dropped uh, eight tackles, one special teams tackle in 12 games. Uh, he was a second-round CFL draft pick. I think he's a really good pickup for him, and I think he could keep developing and turn into something really good by the time he reaches his late 20s if he stays in Toronto that long. Shout out friend of the show, Curly Gittins Jr. on getting re-signed. Uh, even he it will start to play a lot more. Uh, in the future, he's developing young guy out of Laurier. Uh, for mine, I have Darius 
his name's spelled weird, y'all. He has a Z at the end of Darius or Darius, however <laughs> yeah. you pronounce it. I know different different spelling for different folks or pronunciations. Vladic. Uh my kind of I agree with Taylor. He's a young guy. A lot of CFLO linemen come in a little older, so he got there very young because he played college in the States. And I think the sky is the limit. And I think Toronto's doing a good thing. Uh really building up their o-line because like i i think you can never go wrong building up your o-line because that's the foundation of a lot of good i think that's a really good pickup for them for sure and now let's move on to ottawa for me i have uh i'm gonna switch my pick uh i'm gonna go with justin howell and i originally had marco dubois uh so i'm gonna give him an honorable mention just because I think he has a lot more to give than we've seen. So I feel like maybe he's a guy who could contribute more on Ottawa soon. That's fair. Yeah, I got Justin Howell for mine too. I mean, they've only signed two guys, so it's kind of tough. But Justin Howell is a Canadian B. Seems like he plays a little more special teams, but he's got some tackles and stuff, and he actually had a sack last year. Seems like he's getting better, so a good Canadian signing, and he's only 27, so he's got some time left. Yeah, I mean, I've I've also got Justin Howell, but like I've been, I looked at it at more of the special teams side because I feel like last year with the uh, prevalence of Mike Jones, a lot of people really saw how um, like how important that is to have a really good person on special teams to make those tackles. So I'm glad to see people like Justin Howell and Mike Jones get this type of uh, exposure. So, yeah, I went with Justin Howell. Uh, I went with Howell as well, but that's because they haven't signed anyone and he's a solid teamer. I feel like I'd be beating a dead horse if I said more, but they've signed absolutely no one. So <laughs> yeah, that's, my that's fair. I no, still that is, think that they fair. fired the wrong guy. Just, just say it with how Marcel Desjardins has not been active in signing anybody and just what happened in Ottawa last year. But we we beat that Maybe horse to the COVID. ground already. <laughs> Maybe he's in his COVID bunker waiting for this to roll over. Maybe. <laughs> so we're going to conclude the top re-signings per team with Montreal. Uh, shout out friend of the show, Tony Washington, who is my top pick. Uh, with honorable mentions to Antonio Simmons and Eric Reed, all of them on the defensive side, except for obviously Tony Washington. So, <laughs> yeah, I feel like those guys are all, you know, solid contributors. Uh, I have uh, Eugene just for my pick. Uh, was great on their team last year. I think he led their team receiving yards, but. Just a good key piece to have back coming uh, with their good young receiving curve for Vernon Adams. I just, yeah, he's a great piece to have there. I'm going with, uh, I'm going with Naaman Roosevelt. Um, as much as it pains me to admit it, coming from a Bomber fan to a guy who had been continuously burning us for a long time on, in Saskatchewan. But, you know, I can admit that he's a really good player. Um, but yeah, 32 years old, he's still got some time on the clock for him. Uh, 77 catches, 946 yards, and a touchdown in 2019. Yeah, I, I really like him. He's got four, over 4,000 total yards. I think he's a good pickup. And my phone's going off. Nice. So I'm going to mute up while you explain your next piece. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent timing. 
but I was gonna. <laughs> I, uh, I'm going with friend of the show. Shout out Tony Washington. Uh, he's you can never go wrong with signing a tackle. I feel like old lineman signings have been quite prevalent. I was going to say uh, Simons, the defensive end from Georgia Tech, who had a, who was a rookie last year, who played really well. Uh, I want to go with more of a veteran signing because Tony is a proven player. That's true, and he's quietly yeah. one of the better offensive tackles in the league. So one of those guys who I think is underappreciated. He's not really talked about for awards, even though he played quite well last year. Besides breaking his leg, sure. Now. James, you probably know more about the NFL than the rest of us, so I'm going to let you rip into this clown uh, who was broadcasting an NFL game, and Chris Strebler was playing because Kyler was hurt, and he kind of took a shot at the CFL uh, when Strebler threw an interception, so I'm going to let James rip into him. Just remember to keep it PG. That's all I'm saying. Of course. Uh, people may know him as being in Cincinnati as well as with the Jets. And uh, the last time those teams were good was when he played. And I'll tell you what, Boomer, you're a freaking Boomer, buddy. Stop disrespecting the CFL. It's a real <laughs> league. You want to talk bad on Straveler, but you don't talk bad on Alex Singleton? Yeah, buddy. Both came from the same league. How dare you disrespect one of our own, even though he's American? God, I hate Boomer. That's why I don't watch Fox's broadcast booth. I don't really like it. Is he part of Fox? I don't know. Whatever. I don't like his broadcasting style. You suck. I'd rather listen to Tony Romo, buddy. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I, I, I want to verify a number here. Um, where was it? Where was it? Four. Um... Yeah, so in his uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, in his 14-year career, 12 years, he threw double-digit picks. Jeez, that's, that's, that's pretty it. trash, man. And also, I don't know why he'd be saying anything, because when he was in the league, he was getting pooped on for like being very extravagant, wearing a fur coat, and just being a wild guy. And then he's going to disrespect the... Uh, Canadian tuxedo wearing god Chris Streveler. Dude, yeah. like say what you want, but Strevy is a true product of just CFL. Respect the drip. Yeah. <laughs> respect respect the drip, boomer. Yep. What a oh, man. beautiful, beautiful quote. I just love oh. the okay boomer thing came along and his name is Boomer. So we can just Yeah, right. Yeah, it's just perfect. that's wild. Yeah. Oh man. But this guy just this, he, the frustrating thing is Chris Streller is not the best quarterback in the CFL. The reason he's down in the NFL is because he's basically like the CFL's answer to like a Tim Tebow or a Taysom Hill prototype player. Hmm. And that's what he was brought in for. So, but yeah, don't diss our product with our 10th best quarterback or 9th best quarterback or whatever, you know? like He's a utility player. Exactly. Like, if you want to... If that was Bo Levi Mitchell having that game, it's like, okay, you know, like, Bo is arguably our best player, you know, if that happened to him, that's one thing, but it's like, this isn't our best product that we're giving you, you know? Yeah, and if you're basing all of your opinions on one league on one player, like, what was the, tr- what's the, what was the court, Trent Dilfer, could we all compare every quarterback in the NFL to Trent Dilfer, say it's a bad league, you know, like, 
things like that. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. Absurd. And I'm I've, glad I've that never... they brought him in because Cliff Kingsbury, you know, he's a guy who actually played in the CFL. He was uh, on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers for a little bit. So mm. he appreciates the league, and that's part of why Strevler's even got an opportunity. So I really hope that doesn't really get squandered because, you know, this idiot boomer guy who's probably never seen a CFL game in his life, you know, is talking bad and other people might be listening who don't know any better. No, it's not. It's not going to. People are going to get like, it sucks because that's the type of comment that you expect from like on Twitter from a guy who's at is like Randy two, eight, nine, four, six, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, like just exactly. some some absolute nobody spitting out random words just to like be like, oh yeah, I could do that, but it's just so much worse when it's coming from a guy who's supposed to be credible. Like, come on, man. Like Paul Apolli said it best. We needed better commentary. I don't know why he'd like be talking crap on the CFL when guys like Cam Wake came from the CFL and stuff. And I I want to say shout out Alex Singleton. He's the nicest player I've ever met. He's just an all-around good guy, and whenever he talks about anything, he always praises the CFL, and that's what I love about him. Because he wants more people to come look at the league and uh, show, hey, these guys can really ball. It's real football. I'm glad, because some some scrub on a podcast said that the CFL was state fair football or something, like, too. Like, Uh, that that guy's just talking junk. You know, that, that was that was on the Pat McAfee podcast. But to be fair, to be fair, people have gone on and said that's not a like that's not a Pat McAfee issue. It wasn't even Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee actually likes the CFL and gives it a lot of respect. So I like him for that. Um, but that's a CFL image problem. The thing is, when you like when you look at the players and say, oh, the player base isn't good because this one player isn't good. That's where the issue arises. If you're going to look at it and sort of say like, oh, I don't understand your rules. Your rules look weird in comparison to ours. And since we're the A game, you just you must be just doing some tomfoolery stuff. That's different because we aren't like we aren't showing ourselves to be or the CFL isn't showing themselves to be top tier football. I know we don't call ourselves the NFL. We are a true B, though. We're the only league that's been able to stick around compared to like the AAF. Like, there's clearly something good about our game going on, considering we've been around forever. Exactly. And if you go even further back to the history of football, you look at the very early games. I believe Harvard was one of the first teams to ever have a a football in America. And they played a Canadian team because, again, there wasn't any, you know, other universities playing football. Oh, McGill? Okay, yeah. I think it was Harvard, McGill, or whatever. And then... yeah. Yeah, the Americans actually liked some of our rules so much that they adopted them. So, why are you dumping on our rules when, you know, historically, you know, you guys have taken stuff from us. You look at the longer extra point, that was our idea. You know, flirting with revealing pass interference, that was us. But it worked out better here because our, I guess, definition of PI, I think, is a little bit better too, but... We got a better overtime system. Oh, our overtime yeah. system is so cool yeah. compared to the NFL overtime well, system. Yeah, that how, do you, like... how do you have a league that has an overtime system like that? Like, it, you know, it doesn't make sense. That's like one thing, like, I will say probably my favorite thing about the CFL um, game in general in terms of the rule set is the overtime system. I love it so much. 
for sure. And then there was another thing I was going to say. Yeah, like our game is faster too, right? Like sometimes I find it hard to watch the NFL because it's it's a slower game of football, right? They have, uh, the they longer, have a longer play clock. Yeah, the longer play it's clock, more downs. To run out the clock with like a running back, like. In the CFL, you can't just run out the clock in the last little bit because there's only three downs as well as the play clock. Yeah. yeah. One thing that I will say is that um, a little sort of comparison that I like to make between the NFL and the CFL is that the NFL makes the... Oh, come on. Oh, man, Carter. <laughs> Again. This, this has never happened goal. on a show. Who? <laughs> yeah. um, okay. So, that's muted now. But anyway, it's uh, <laughs> just... Um, I find that the CFL forces the offense to actually make the moves because of the one less down, where if with the one more down in the NFL, the defense is the team that has to make the move. So that opens the CFL up for more long field pass or like uh, more downfield passes because you have to do those kinds of plays more often, which I find more enjoyable to watch. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. I just, again, I feel like CFL is a better in terms of rules. It's a better version of football to watch. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I was bringing up. Like that's what I was trying to get at. I feel like if it's more offensively balanced or more favored for the offense, I mean, it'll be more fun to watch because then higher scoring games. Like if you watch a or back when it was around, if you watched an arena football league game, those were nuts because scores got into like the sixties. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, arena football was wild, man. R.I.P. the arena football league. But. Yep real so now that we've ripped into boomer and gone over our top you know science for each team we're gonna get something that's in the title of this video uh how can the cfl better appeal to a younger audience and by that we generally mean you know people in their 20s or late teens you know like us you know how can they better appeal to our demo so We've got a couple points here. We're going to start off with something I have heard for, you know, a decade plus. And that the CFL should have a video game or, you know, be a part of Madden. So what do you guys think about that? That'd be nice, hey? Like, I mean, I've said it personally to the commissioner twice that we need a game. And I know, yeah, like you said, it's people have been talking about it for years that it's needed. And that's like the only way you're going to reach the young kids these days they're all playing fortnite and all that all that junk and you got to get them on there <laughs> playing your junk too you know exactly <laughs> like well let's let's be real you you google cfl video game um the latest cfl video game cfl football 99 yep 1999 that's like so 20 years we have had no inkling of a continuation from from that. And like, I remember I saw a mod on Twitter of somebody did it for uh, Madden 20 on PC. They were able to put all the CFL teams into it and they made like all the players and they had all the rankings and everything and all the jerseys. It was ridiculous. Um, but just like, come on, it's right there. Just do it. It is like you've got an indie developer, uh, Canuck Gaming, who are making a game with your rule set just give them the rights yeah give like, them some money give them the rights and that's all you need if you're not gonna use them if you're not gonna use them 
just give them out to these guys. Like, unless you're holding out for something, which I mean, at this point, I kind of hope you are, because why else would you be doing this? <laughs> like, I really don't think they should be holding out anymore. So people have been asking for this for 10 years. You're saying, James? It's not like EA is going to swoop in and make yeah. a CFL video game. Yeah. The one thing that I would like to see, because Maximum Football has a bunch of, um, like, it has a bunch of different rule sets. I wouldn't be shocked if there was some sort of plan in the works before COVID happened. If the CFL, the AAF, and the XFL were all going to group up with 2K and make a game which had all three leagues. I would have oh, been down for that. Incredible. And you been... could go like, and like, this is this, everything, like everything I'm saying is pure speculation and just daydreaming and hoping. But it would have been so cool to have some sort of career mode where you get to jump between the leagues and then at the end you get to choose which league's championship you play for. The, uh, oh, that'd it? be so cool. Man. Yeah. Like, I don't know, I think, and because it's because it's all scripted stuff, you could have it where it's like, oh, you want to play, you want to play in the CFL with the Bombers for it? Boom, you're playing against the Riders because they just happen to cross over or you just happen to cross over, you know? Yeah. You're always playing the most important games. Like I think that would be so much well, yeah. fun. Yeah, two K's done that with basketball on the you know their story yeah. modes, the whole thing. You got to go to Japan and play, and then you come to the states and you're no good. But they could do something exactly like that in the games. And yeah, like you said, the thing that really got me what you said was like the wasted potential. It's just sitting there, and it's like they're holding it so no one else can do anything with it. But they yeah. they won't do anything themselves. Yeah, and I mean, you're losing fans, and, you know, the fans you're losing, they're in that younger demographic, so you're really hurting your long-term success. Like, yeah, you're putting out these good ads and stuff, but people our age don't watch TV, you know? Like, we're gaming, we're, you know, streaming stuff. We we don't care about, you know, what you're putting on traditional television, because we don't watch traditional television. Mm-hmm. It's fading away. I know. Well, COVID didn't help with that either, though. Like, <laughs> you know, with like the CFL, especially with us being the only league that couldn't get off the ground, it's it doesn't make us look good. It didn't help, I don't think. For sure, yeah. Like, for sure that they fumbled the bag last minute. Yeah, and we look like a fool in front of the government. And I just, the league could have done a lot better to make themselves look good, But I just feel like the effort hasn't been there for a little bit now. Yeah, because we we were the only uh pro league out of the six in North America not to play, so yeah, and that that's says bad. something, and that's why people call us a mediocre league. Like I'm pretty sure the CFL gets more viewers than MLS in Canada, and MLS was able to do something. Yep. Yeah. MLS is in with FIFA. Oh. True, but, but still, still, like the CFL couldn't do anything. They couldn't ask the NFL for advice or help, or you know, like it, how hard. Are, I know it would be difficult, but they there were talks of a bubble city and stuff like that. Like you got to mm. think they'd have a way to make it work for sure. Yeah, but it's it's a league that's so reliant on fan money, where a lot of teams huge. aren't making yeah. money on on like Toronto and the and. Uh, I forget what other team I believe it, it's probably BC have just been losing money because no fans go to their games. Yeah, yeah. true. I I will say um 
a big thing with um, creating a CFL video game is that, of course, like the main the main roadblock is uh, they've had former commissioners have tried to reach out to EA to make something for it, but there's no market for it because you have to guarantee that a certain amount of people are going to want to buy the game. And right now, if like just based off of what we know, the younger generation doesn't care about the CFL. Maybe I mean, if you put it out that. there, I think they would. But well, but but to thing put is, it out there, know that, you know. But that's why you have a Madden add-on instead of its own game. Exactly. exactly. If you do a Madden add-on, then it could start to bring more eyes to it, and then potentially you're starting to look at something more standalone. Yeah. People get bored of Madden, but they still want to play football. And yeah. If people you said, are like, "Whoa." I get a bigger field and I take away a down and I get another player on the field. Oh, that's different. That's interesting. That's like, yeah. Yeah. I kind of agree there. Like, uh, EA actually did build a working CFL, uh, version of the game. They integrated it into Madden 13, but they didn't release it. So I feel like, yeah, it's something they could do. Like it's something they, it could a hundred percent be done, but, you know, the CFL has to get their button gear and put something together with EA or, you know, if they don't want to do it, find a developer who will, you know, that's quality enough. Like I know uh, we talked a bit about Canuck play and I think a big problem with their game is their graphics are like, it looks like a 15 year old game. It looks you know? dated. It does. Yeah. Like it looks like when I first played it, I said, this looks like Madden 07, which was the first yeah. Madden I ever got. So it's like. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, CFL just needs to, again, find a developer, you know, or work with EA. And if you're EA, you know, maybe you do like, hey, we hear you fans. You know, you're saying this is the same video game every year with a roster update. But here's what we're going to do. We're going to give you, you know, CFL now. Whole new rules, you know. To be fair, that could could jumpstart some stuff because then some fans who like, took two years off from it they're gonna come back to it and they'll be like hey well even if you know the base game is the same there's this thing oh yeah you could burn a few hours with that even if you don't really get into it it's a new feature and it's like kind of even the nhl it's like they have other leagues too you know Mm. and their stuff even 2k recently added like the wmba and i think they had the g league and some europe teams and stuff every video game has it but the Madden, but Madden rather, especially because yeah. Madden Madden's finally starting to catch heat for being like the same game every year. Like they, yep. there's been like mm. viral videos of how, uh, I think this one guy went and looked through like the practice facility for a Madden game, and it's like there were there was still stuff from like the previous Madden that said like Madden, you know, whatever no. past year. Yeah, there's been two videos. There's even one for this new Madden where it's been like, hey, this is a holdout from last year. Only you thing know? they added was like NFL Street or whatever it's called, yeah. the backyard. Yeah, that my block or whatever. They were, la- they were so lazy, they didn't even bother to change all of their assets. Like, that's how bad it's getting. And the critics are finally starting to kind of catch up with the reviews because... Madden used to be like a 90 or an 80 all the time from like these big video game journos. Mm-hmm. And the users have always kind of rated it lower, but even now if the mainstream people are starting to catch up, I think EA is like, okay, maybe we got to start, you know, doing something. And then, so CFL, if you're going to reach out to EA, you know, 
these next, you know, the next year or two is the time to do it, you know, to try and, you know, help. Hey, let us help you. And in turn, we get more exposure, you know, that type yeah. of thing. I mean, I feel like we're going to talk about this forever. I feel like we need to jump to the next thing. Oh, no, well, let, got, we can keep going on this. Point. Well, I got one more point. I just remembered something. I was talking to a friend of mine a few months ago. And he's into kind of building your own games and stuff like that. And he had a mod back on one of the college games or one of the old Maddens where you could have all the CFL teams and stuff oh, like NCAA that. Oh, NCAA 14. Yeah, and the CFL actually reached out to him at one point and wanted him to develop a game for them, but they wanted to put in absolutely no money. <laughs> that, that, like, no money at all. I feel but like they wanted all... him to build a full game for them. I feel like all the marketing people for the CFL are just like super old and have no idea about the younger generation. Yeah. Like it's just it's so frustrating to watch because it's like, yeah, you know, you're getting the older fans, but what about the younger people? You know, the people that you're losing and the people that you need to be relevant in, you know, 10, 20 years, you know, you got to get those people somehow. It's not even that. I just want to say this. I think one of the reasons. Um, CFL is dying is because football is dying like among the youth. Youth football is dying. Yeah. We're here. Uh, a lot of teams don't have a grade 10 team. Uh, they took out special teams in Division 2 and 3 in high school in Calgary for juniors. And like a lot of teams have to combine because they're just not getting the turnout. Wow. And Calgary's been a football city for a long time. You can see that in the dinos and the amount of guys in the CFL and everywhere. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. It's just, yeah, it's a shame. And another personal story that I have about, you know, Madden and CFL and stuff is, you know, when I was growing up, everybody played Madden. And, you know, when they were younger, yeah, they watched the CFL too and stuff. And then as they got into high school, got older. You know, they slowly started caring less and less about the CFL and more about, you know, NFL. And I think a lot of that probably had to do with them playing Madden and getting themselves more familiarized with the NFL and its players. And, you know, you don't really have that for the CFL. So it's like, okay, why would I pay attention to this other league that, you know, doesn't have the best players and isn't in its this video game versus well, the NFL, you know? Yeah, that's exactly it. Like, we were talking before we went on, I believe, that, like, Madden NFL Street, that was, like, that was me finding my very first player in the NFL that I liked, and it was Jeremy Shockey, and that got, mm -hmm. me, to, got me to the NFL, and, yeah, there is nothing like that for the CFL, like, at all, and, like, you're not going to remember the CFL game app that they have in 15 years from now. You're not going to remember, you know? I barely remembered it today. Yeah. Exactly. It's a step in the right direction, that. but did, it isn't I enough. I really forgot there was one until you said that. Yep. That's, that's what I mean. Like, that's that's the point right in its face. Like, it's it's not worth it, and they're doing the wrong things. It's, yeah. It's not enough. Global games were sick five years. Yeah. yeah. Well, they make a ton of money. <laughs> I think that's probably what they saw is, like, mobile games. Like, you look at PUBG Mobile and stuff. It generates like billions in like Clash of Clans. Oh god, yeah. Like I think yeah. the CFL's like, hey, look at this. This is a huge potential revenue stream, and it's like, but you don't have the market re recognition to do that. Like if you uh among the demos that play those games, if again, if you had like a a 
you know, console PC video game could do that because people know who you are that, you know, play games on their phone, right? Just for fun, I actually opened up the Football Frenzy app. It has Zach Caleros for the Riders, Ricky Ray in the Argos, Trevor Harris for the Red Blacks, Billy for the Alouettes, Jonathan huh. Jennings for PC, and I can't even tell who, or probably Matt Nichols, but yeah, like, what this number, is what the number? only uh, 15, it looks yeah, like. Nichols. But this is the only game it's they outdated. have. It's already and outdated. Exactly. Yep. Like, it's been out for two years and it's already outdated like it's just it to me it shows no effort at all true it's like hey we're we're trying but not really you know yeah because even looking now their their special that's on the website is a 2018 all-stars pack oh my god yeah i oh, think they abandoned that was it before jerome messam got charged with filming a woman naked yeah. <laughs> that's oh how old God, this is <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah we're, we're, we're not going to talk too much about that because family friendly on. show yeah Let, let's move it on to marketing your athletes this one is another one that i think this one's easier than the video game just because like this is already there you know to for you to use yeah you could do you could do this fairly easily because there are a lot of personalities in the league. Like, you look at Bo Levi Mitchell, who has a radio show in Calgary, right? You know, and a guy like, you know, Derod Carter, when he was, you know, big, had a this insanely huge personality that, you know, people talked about and stuff. Like, that's a good thing for the league, and you need to do a better job of showing that off. It sucks, yeah. that, it sucks that Strevler started getting huge, like, attention. And then immediately went to the NFL. It would have been nice if he'd stuck around for like a year. True. I want to know if any of you guys, like the only big company that really, really backs the CFL is like Marks. And Marks is, I shop at Marks, but that's like an older demographic where if you go in the stores, they have like on the TVs, like Mike Riley getting fitted in some sick Marks clothes. Like, I mean, like we need more of that. Like, I don't know if anybody from Calgary is listening to this or if in where you guys live, they have these are called co-ops. I think it's yep. just a Cal- yep. yeah co-op grocery store. Yep. They used to have um, in each city. This was like, I think 2013, 2014. They had like CFL food, like where I was. Yeah. They had oh my John God, we have that. Corn flakes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we had two uh, flakes. Drew Willie, we yeah. had Drew Willie potato chips. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. We need more of that. Yeah, that's exactly it. The marketing's bad. Yeah, we had all Dressler chips, Dario's, <laughs> Fantu's flakes. God, we were all over the place. Yes, laugh, waggle. That's the thing. That like, one, uh, dude, the phrase from the office where it's like, "I wish we knew we were in the glory days before <laughs> we left them." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. But like, why not? Why not get Willie Jefferson or Mike Riley in a Canadian Tire commercial, or you know, things like that, like to get them on TV or YouTube yes. ads, like things like yes. that, like you, get them ads out are fucking on marketing. TikTok. Yeah, exactly. The, like, exactly. The CFL should be trying to get huge on there. It wouldn't be hard, you know. Like. <sighs> I know it it's just CFL like CFL TikTok. I have no I'll, idea. I'll Does out. the CFL have a TikTok? Yeah, I'm like, sure if it is, it's under marketed and nobody follows it because no, no one knows. Yeah, they <laughs> only have 2008. Of course yeah, they do. Even their YouTube is a flop. Like, That's they don't sad. even have market. It's CFL underscore official. They couldn't even get their real name. That's sad. Let me let me look at this. I want to see if my cousin has more followers because my cousin made a viral TikTok video. Probably does their their last video 
was uh, four mo- uh, five months ago. Let's see how many followers my co- have- my cousin has ninety four uh thousand. How much does the CFL have again? Two thousand. Like, like that's where, sad. Where my love. This is where my love for the CFL starts to sort of falter. Like it's just such a poor marketing strategy. Like if I go to oh they not even they don't even show the amount of subscribers on YouTube on the CFL site or on the CFL YouTube. Oh, like, that's it'd be bad. so easy just to post like viral catches and get like there's 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 kids that make videos of them doing one hand catches that get millions of views. I'm yeah. pretty sure if you put a six CFL one hander up there, it'd get a few hundred thousand views. Dude, we did that and we got a couple thousand. Like how hard yeah, is on it? Instagram. Yeah. Like how hard is it for the CFL to do the same thing, you know? Well, you guys did it. How long did it take you, Taylor and James, to make those videos? Uh, not long. Like the one yeah. video that we did that got like um, uh, like thirty thousand views. That only took me like twenty minutes. So yeah, mine took, I think, an hour at the most. And we're what? and we are and we are a group of idiots recording a podcast. This is the yeah. actual Canadian Football League we, that is refusing to do this type of stuff. We are twenty-year-olds who do this as a hobby. Well, you know. Taylor's working, and some of us are going to university, etc. Right? Like, you know, yeah, you think our, the CFL twenty six thousand views took me like fifteen minutes, not long at all. Yeah, like you oh. think the CFL would put you know fifteen minutes of effort to market themselves to a younger group of people that they need to market to. The CFL has one point six thousand subscribers on YouTube. Are you serious? That's pathetic. Yeah. That's yeah. Like we don't have yeah. that many, but it's like we're a podcast and we get most of our stuff from Spotify. Thousand followers. That's not that, bad. No, that's what I mean. Like they gotta, they have to do this better on all platforms. Because even looking at their videos from two months ago, that are half an hour long, like a reunion, three hundred views, best in the league twenty twenty, a thousand views. Like the NFL, their top highlight packages aren't getting a thousand views. It's tens of thousands of hundreds of millions. Yeah. yeah, but they just need to they need to do a better job promoting kind of all this stuff. Cause, yeah, it is frustrating to look at from our perspective, right? Because, hey, we have done this, you know, and the fact that, you know, like, I feel like they must have really, really old people running their marketing because they are clueless on how to market to younger people like with, you know, like. We just said you could put, you know, a highlight package together, throw it up on TikTok and get tons of views. And you know who looks at that? You know, people our age and a little bit younger, the audience you need to get, you know, and it doesn't take that much effort to reach them. You know, maybe if you don't want to put the R&D costs that it would uh, get to make a video game. Maybe you, you know, just do that, put up your highlight packages and stuff to get younger people like. Hey, this is really cool. I should watch this. You know, where can I watch this? And be like, you know, have it up before a game or something. You know what I mean? Also, like another issue is a lot of people don't have cable, and I believe CFL is only available on cable or an illegal stream. I feel like if they added it on some streaming service, not exactly Amazon Prime, but you guys know how Amazon Prime streams NFL games. Oh yeah, Yeah. I know exactly what you mean because uh, a streamer I watched used to broadcast NFL games once a week or whatever they used to you know on their stream uh, they used to talk about you know 
Yeah. That they used to watch an NFL game live and talk about it. Like you could do that with the CFL. You know, get some big Canadian streamers to put it up on their stream and watch it. But you know. But the catch is that TSN owns all the like video rights to the CFL and they True. have their TSN direct where if you have cable you can stream it on or you can pay a certain amount a month. The CFL does offer a package to site too for outside of Canada. Canada. Yep. And uh, I believe it's outside the United States as well. It's yep. really messed up. It's uh, like it's there, but it's it's so tied up with TSN. That's the big problem. Is I think I it's think TSN says yes or no. I think Canada's so. I think the Canadian Football League is so scared of failing to try one of these things. Yeah, like they're like they're super like you know they're super playing into what they know works because they've seen around them these leagues come up and fall, and yet what they're doing is working. Yes, but they're going to fall behind, which is the still, problem. They are still going. A lot of these leagues aren't, you know? Yeah. So it sucks but, to sort of get out of that mindset, but you have to or else you're never going to actually grow. You're never going to evolve. Like, you know, yeah. mar- marketing even, you know, five, ten years ago is different from marketing now. Like, gaming has come such a long way in the past, you know, 10, 15 years. And, you know, is a lot more lucrative and... You know, social media too, even, you know, 10 years, you look at how it's evolved and how big and important it is when you're marketing a product, you know, like CFL just still hasn't caught on for some reason. And it's, you know, as a younger person, it's frustrating because again, hey, we did this thing that the CFL could easily do in 15 minutes and got tens of thousands of views. Do you imagine if an official league source put that up somewhere? You know? Like... As if every- <laughs> or they're yeah, right. or they're yeah. very old and just haven't you know again they don't know the younger audience very well. I mean, one thing that's what it feels like. Players, one thing you could do with marketing, um, uh, like well, just the teams with things is like maybe you don't even need a CFL video game, but market like give the rights to a video game. What I mean by that is that I don't know if you guys have been keeping up with Rocket League at all, um, but they just did a deal with the NFL, and now you can have their logos all over your cars. Do something like that. Do something like that with whatever game you want and put your logos in something. That's kind of cool. I didn't know that. Maybe make it like, oh, there's a game game that's coming out, like a AAA title game that's coming out um, that's based in Calgary. Make it... Make there be a mission where you have to like go into the stadium or something during a game, yeah, like something or like that. It doesn't. NFL. It doesn't have to be a CFL video game. Just put it in. Put it into a medium that people yeah. of our age look at. Yes, and they start talking about it and wondering, and then watching and buying it. Yeah, exactly. exactly. All right, so we've given you know two options. A video game is obviously the most expensive option that they can do. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're doing like an e-scan for the CFL to be like, hey, this is what you should do to appeal to your younger audience. But hey, we're giving it to you for free. So if someone to CFL, you know, you want to get a promotion or whatever, pitch these ideas <laughs> to your marketing team. And Please. then, yes. Tell Randy we said hi. Yeah, tell Randy we said <laughs> you. And then, all right, so another option we have that, <laughs> so another option we have that this the Raptors did this when they started in Toronto is ticket programs with high schools. Now, this could be done a number of ways. This could be, you know, 
if you go with your student ID, you get like a discount on game day tickets, or maybe mm-hmm. you get a discount on like season tickets if you know you're a university student or something, or you have like one in combo, your family. You know, do like a combo deal where you get like a drink, popcorn, and a hot dog with your ticket. You know, they do that. Um, stamp. Toronto's got something too. I mean, Toronto needs something, though. Toronto did do something with the exhibition, but they didn't do anything, I I don't think, on a regular basis. No, I got, I had some opportunity. Only time I was able to. Anything I just want to say? Unring. You'll remember. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do. I was in grade 10. He. Quite yeah. Like the only one. I was like the. I knew. That's awesome. Nice. And... <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. Also, Keon Raymond. Calgary. Oh, and nice. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Abi Khan did that in uh, in Winnipeg, if you guys know that name. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. Shwarma's. Shwarma Khan, baby! <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we had we had uh, he used to be the rider's long snapper. His name was Jocelyn Fournette. He came mm. and gave us a speech on drinking and driving, and we actually had Wes Cates and Maurice Lloyd after they won the Grey Cup, too. They came to our school and talked to us. And yeah, but like my brother, my younger brother never had any Rough Riders or any CFL players come to his school. My kids haven't either. And yeah, like, I, don't I don't think I've had that either. But that that's something that I'll never forget as a CFL fan. Yeah, you know? like and I know uh, they're missing so many opportunities. I think Randy said they're going to try to do more of that. And I really hope he does follow through with that because it is something that the league could do. I think that would work as well. Because, yeah, it's those people that, you know, that are younger, so they don't lose interest in the league, too, right? Mm-hmm. You know, have them go to schools or whatever, talk about drinking and driving or anti-bullying stuff and things like that, you know? I think that's a good way to do community outreach, you know, have them at different charity events. Like, I know uh, Devon Johnson used to run or help with a charity for Lyme disease and he used to have a barbecue every year, you know, like things right. like that. Yeah. Yeah, like other thing, a lot of these guys really yeah. don't yeah. really appreciate if you go Kadeem Carey, the running. I was going I <laughs> the day before the game tomorrow. That's one, sick. Uh, one thing I remember, uh, it was like the first or second season of um, IG Field. And I don't even remember the guy's name. But I I had 27 on just because that was my lucky number. It was my dude, like personalized to me, right? Yeah. So I go onto the field. This player grabs me and grabs his girlfriend and gets a picture because he was number 27. And it was the first time ever that he had gotten someone who was, and he, he didn't care that it wasn't like him, but he was 27 and I was wearing it. So 
got it. He I uh, he signed it for me and all that, and I had a blast because that was really cool. That's but yeah, awesome. it's like these players, these players like they you know a part of playing football is being recognized, so they want to sure. have that part of it too. Like I know I used to work at a Walmart uh, here where a lot of the riders kind of they would live in this area or you know temporarily they live here so. I ran into a couple guys. I ran into Nate Hawley once, uh, Kevin Glenn, stuff like that. Like, it's cool to see these guys and, you know, have them. Re- and then I remember one time uh, Chris Getzlaff recognized me because uh, he was one of the guys that my mom taught. And, you know, we kind of we'd seen each other before and stuff. Right. So it's like, oh, hey, you know, and it's like, oh, hey, man, like that stuff's kind of cool. You know, when you, you get recognized, you know. You recognize them. Yeah, I, I, I do think that's really cool. And then, where are we? Uh, okay, so we're on to the next thing, I guess, which is increase and improve team social media presence. So, some teams are really cool on social media, and some just aren't. Like, some are very stuffed up and traditional, and some are like, Oh hey, here's this cool thing, you know, and no Hamilton with the Brett Favre thing. Just no, no cameo stuff, guys. Okay. <laughs> Nothing. I never want to. Yeah. I never want to see that again. Like that was so bad that they had to do that. Like that's a that was for me that was embarrassing. It's like they had they paid him like it was like must have been twenty bucks to say that like. No, it was three hundred dollars. Three oh my god, three hundred bucks for him to say it. That's sad. Like, yeah, he was not a cheap cameo. I remember we looked him up right after they did it. Yeah, because it's not like you know he did that of his own accord. You you physically had to pay him to say what he said. Like that's cringe. <laughs> like you literally couldn't find like some guy who's an actual fan, like that's a celebrity. You had to pay a guy. Like that just looks bad. You know. So less stuff like that and more, you know, I don't know, like we've done highlight packages that have been pretty successful. Like do more of that, you know? Exactly. And then what are some other cool things you guys have seen from CFL social media? Uh, uh, Crickets! Crickets! (laughs) Okay, what are some ideas that you guys think they could do that might work? That you maybe seen like another team do like another sports team or a different league do in terms of social media yeah like something cool they did on twitter or instagram or something more involved and i think too even like with let's say instagram or um youtube have like pay like even if you have to do it but pay someone like let's say uh was that YouTube kicker that was playing for Toronto last Destroy. year? Yeah. yeah. But get someone like him, invite him to a game, give him free pass, a sideline, like let him promote for you guys. Yeah. You know, let him take over your Instagram, go promote it on his, and like, yeah, get some bigger names because it wouldn't be hard to find a couple guys in Toronto even. Years or... ago, Flow Rider. Forget. Oh, right, and be in hip. Still, yeah. yeah. Went to a game, had a. 
who's the big name guy? Uh, Snoop Dogg? Snoop Dogg went to a rider one. Yeah, Snoop mm-hmm. went to a rider uh, one. Cube, Ice Cube wore Bomber merch to a uh, to a concert. Oh, uh, what's yes. his face? Tom Hanks wore some Hamilton stuff, but I think his friend is from around there. So he's a Ticats fan. Yeah. That's dope. Chet, his Jamaican son? <laughs> like, see, <laughs> if anyone follows him on Instagram, <laughs> like, see, that that's where we need, you know, that's where we need to promote, like, hey, this celebrity and his kid love the league. You know, go check that out, you know, or like feature them in something so that maybe like yeah. Tom Hanks goes and shares. It's like, hey, look what the CFL did with my kid or whatever, you know, or like to, you know, promote the league. Stuff like that. Exactly. And then, yeah, so improve their social media presence and then uh, make more products for age demos. So, I don't know, I guess gear your merchandise more towards us. So, I think Carter uh, kind of mentioned this, this, or I guess this would be applicable, like the adding like logos to video games and stuff. I feel like that could fall under this too. New era needs to do a. Yeah, but I mean, new it's new era though. Like, I mean, not to not to be negative, but like, what are they gonna do? Like, they yeah. they aren't really like they're known, but they're not really anything spectacular. They're like, really it would have been biggest. better if Adidas did something. Yeah, Bro. the biggest. We lost that. Hmm? Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. Oh. I know we lost it, but like when when Adidas was, would have been nice if they. Had oh done. yeah, but yeah. with the new era, actually, I remember uh, era and teamed up with the CFL a few years ago is for the 2013 Grey Cup. They designed some merchandise, and it was some of the nicest like Grey Cup merchandise. I still have my sweater somewhere. But yeah, like if they have a good brand that is on the uprise right now with new era, it's becoming more of a like a name in every house and like yeah there's there's good potential there for some for something i mean they own a stadium they got money they could do something and i i think once the season kicks off and they have some jerseys they'll need to sell i think we'll see something come around then for sure and then uh i got some notes here for this so like for children i guess you could have like coloring books and toys like we kind of talked about like mcdonald's like could do something with McDonald's to get like other uh, players. Or... Oh yeah, yeah AW too. Yep, Dairy Queen. There Tim you go. Hortons. Yep. Like, see, we yep. just we just came up with several franchises that you could pair up with right there to do. You know, either sell toys or color books with them. And I think they have worked with Tim's in the past, so that could work. Stamp for the thing. And win stamp. That's cool. Well, I was actually going to ask you guys, just coming from a Rider fan, like we have a lot of merchandise that I don't know if you guys do because people just buy stuff if it says Riders on it. Yeah. But like at at your guys' team stores, do you guys have like kids' books and Lego and stuff like that? Because at the yeah, Rider no store, Lego. there's like... We, okay. we, have, uh, we have a type of Lego stuff. It's not Lego. It's it's not, not, yeah, it's not Lego. <laughs> but, yeah. but we have we have that kind of stuff. Um, We don't have the... We don't have like book stuff. Um, a lot of it it's it's fair it's pretty much merch stuff yeah, yeah like, like the, the riders are pretty good yeah. but i don't yeah. think some of the teams you know like out east i don't think they have as much merch like no, uh but 
that's I'm just curious to ask another fan because yeah, we have like rider sink stopper. There's like rider soap dispensers <laughs> the and the rider fidget spinner. Yeah, <laughs> it's you can get anything. Yeah, with the logo on it, it's ridiculous. So <laughs> yeah. I was just curious to see what your guys's mark is a little yeah, bit hats and yeah in the Toronto one. yeah there's a little bit but it's it's not well promoted though you know Sparingly. it's it's tucked on yeah. a back shelf or but it's not first thing you see when you walk into the kids clothes paw patrol and i don't know what else the kids yeah. are into these days i got no idea <laughs> uh, I'm too old for that stuff. Fortnite. There Fortnite, yeah. Do something with Fortnite. <laughs> Get a Cody Fajardo skin or something. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, like, even I know I put this as kind of a joke, but like, set for people RH shell, like, sell shaker cups so you can shake up your G Fuel in your Rider shaker cup. Hey. Yeah, but that's perfect though. Like that's marketing geared to people your age right now, and that'd be a good idea. Yeah, like if there's a bomber shaker cup around, I guarantee you Carter would buy one. Yes, sir. <laughs> exactly that quick. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, royal blue and gold. Let's go. Yeah, like make some dope oh, shaker cups. Yeah. Like some, you can buy some of the most weirdest things, but. Shaker cups would be bangers because you could also just have them for like the players. Do you exactly. imagine if they had like a limited time? Do you imagine if they had a limited time controller? A sideline cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like a limited time controller. That'd be sick. Or like Stan, ever have fountain cups that are collectible to your games? Yes, I think sometimes. Yeah, I yeah, got, yeah, yeah. I got two or three stadium. of them from like. Yeah. The Stamp Stadium doesn't. Yikes. Really? Uh, that is weird. Stamp. See ya. Well, <laughs> for such a great franchise. Ever. Well, well that's because you, you have got, the like, ancient the stadium. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you probably got the original grills to the building in there. <laughs> you know, fix, fix your crap, dude. Yeah. Wait, even Old Mosaic, they had like decent food and stuff. We had Western pizza in there and stuff. Edmonton, they had like Boston pizza and stuff in there, and I'm like, whoa, you know, that's sick. One thing I was complaining about, like the Riders, they should add a Tim Hortons in there for like those cold yeah. November games. That would be um, so amazing. It would make a killing. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, see, do. our stadium, though, if you leave the Stadium, you're oh, yeah, they... allowed back in without a new ticket. Yep. Uh, for us, um, you're allowed to leave at halftime and come back, but that's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we're not even allowed to do that anymore. Yeah, that was like after the whole stand. thing with it, the Eskimo like game. The yeah. The Eskimo like... game? There was yeah, like a terrorist that? attack or something. Oh. That's why oh, you see. The guy ran over people. Yeah, that's right. why you see the, you know, the, I don't know, the construction equipment blocking the roads and stuff, like heavy yeah. equipment and cops. That's why you see that now is because of that one guy who was killing people in a truck or whatever. Yeah. So that's why that is there now. And yeah. I think that's part of why they don't let people leave is so you can't go out and sneak something into the building and come back. You know, well, I think you, but they can leave though. They can leave in different you could places. Bring anything. 
honestly, as Imp's game, I'm surprised now. Like, I've legit walked in with a bottle of That's sad. Yeah. Like, that's something they used the... to do at high school games, but that would not fly at, like, Mosaic. I was gonna say, I miss the old, less secured. Yeah, we snuck some stuff back in the, Mo- mm-hmm. or the old Mosaic Stadium back in the day that oh. we shouldn't have. Oh, we 100% snuck in snacks behind. and stuff, too. Like, aliens are behind. <laughs> Mosaic, you gotta go through security. Yeah, like, we get patted down. Yeah. I guess, like, airport security. Whack. No. Stamps. <laughs> gonna start coming to your guys' games. Yeah. Sounds more fun. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's always rowdy. Oh, yeah. I've heard stories about that. section for that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you need to section off those people, you know, just to make sure the visitors are okay. Because I remember uh, one of the friends of the show, I think he got a beer tossed at him at a bomber game. Like someone, like he was really? sitting there in a rider jersey and someone hucked a beer at him. Yep. I've never experienced that right behind the stamp. Well, also, you're a big old lineman. No one's going to mess with you. If you're at an away yeah. game, it's like, nah, yeah, I, I. Oh, yeah. If you were, though, it's like, I'm not going to hit the big offensive lineman. I'm going to hit the scrawny kid over there, you know? Come come to a Ryder game this year, James. I'll buy you a ticket. Ryder games are actually pretty friendly. I don't... Yeah, Ryder's versus Calgary. Yeah. We need to have a, we need to have a big meetup. I think we were planning on that at the Labor Day game for the Bombers, but we, we could have James at one of the Calgary games. That'd be cool. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I was thinking... I mean, I was thinking if this upcoming season goes on, me and a buddy were planning on uh, taking the drive to uh, Saskatchewan for Labor Day. Oh, hell yeah, man. Um, be a time. Be, Dude, it, w- it would be fun. Get the group together for once. For sure. Yeah. Going to many CFL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, we're hoping. I haven't been to too many away games. I've been to one in Winnipeg to watch my cousin play. And then mm. I have been to one in Edmonton to watch him play. It's yeah, the Edmonton. only the only There's... away game I've ever been to was uh, last. No, not last year's because now last year was 2019. Um, the 2018 West semifinal. Oh, nice! Only away game where it was I've us versus to... the Riders. Only gate. I've... Stamp. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've been. Two games in Calgary, two games, and one of them was a Grey Cup in Edmonton, and one game in BC. Oh, what's the BC stadium like? So here, it's really nice. It's big and empty. <laughs> <laughs> it's very like it's it's very oversized for the crowds they get. Obviously. Oh yeah. Yeah. When I when I went, they had the upper deck blocked off. Uh, yeah, it was crowded in a couple sections, but it it was nice and it's like a cool atmosphere, but it's just. Better if they had more fans, obviously. For sure. And then, so I think that concludes that part of the video. So we are going to go on to our COVID activities brought back by popular demand. So for me, I am going to recommend... Uh, we Bomber- have demands? <laughs> yes, we Did do. Did COVID bring back these? <laughs> <laughs> With all the new COVID Matt, lockdown protocol. Is just people getting COVID all the time. Because... <laughs> Yeah, hey man, second wave. We got to bring it back, right? <laughs> oh my god! Because things are starting to loosen up. We're, we're we're starting to retire this, and oh no, second wave. All right, let's bring this back. Yep. 
So for uh, me, I am going to recommend Cobra Kai on Netflix. Um, basically, it's the story of kind of the Karate Kid 34 years later, and it's not like a traditional story where the one guy is still like the big bully and the bad guy. It's kind of like gray, like that guy is now like really poor and the Karate Kid's super rich and he's kind of a dick now. And I don't know. It, it's cool. It's it, it's hard to explain. It's a good show. Go watch it on Netflix. Uh, I'm going to come at everyone with just Star Wars. Uh, I've been playing Star Wars Battlefront 2 a lot mm-hmm. lately. You know, watching Mandalorian, rewatching the movies, showing my son the movies, watching Clone Wars and Rebels. Just to get all the canon in, so all right. Big uh, question: Star Wars. I've, huh? I've big question. I've, are you huh? showing him the Disney sequels? Well, Ron, we just finished uh, number six, so we're we're okay. getting there right now. Are you gonna he, show he him to see them? Oh, all right. No, I, I don't know if I show my kids some of those because it's like no, he gets that's how much I don't like make them. His own opinion, but I'm all happy. Right, his right. favorite character is Anakin. Good, I'm good, good with that. I mean, I've been on a bit of a Star Wars kick recently. There's been a few channels that I've been actually been watching a lot recently. One's called Star Wars Theory, and they'll go. Oh yes, my god, Star it. Wars Theory! Yes, I know that. Yeah, guy. And they talk about they talk about like it's a lot of like Everything. the Darth Vader escapades and awesome. that he did, did and like hunting yeah. the Jedi and all that. Did you? He's Canadian to the too. Audio comic for Darth Vader that the Star Wars Theory did. No, I haven't yet. Oh, it's about two hours long, but it is glorious. Yeah, I've been listening to all the canon comics on YouTube because they're up there as audio comics. It's great. Mm. Meta Nerds this is a good one, too. If you want to learn about like the different ships and vehicles in Star Wars, that's a cool channel to watch. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, so for my COVID activity, I actually just picked this up a few days ago. Uh, I got Ableton Live 10, which is a DAW. It is basically a music software that you are allowed to go in there and screw around with just multiple piano sounds, guitar sounds, drum loops, everything. It's basically GarageBand, but actually professional and actually like good. Nice. Um, it's been a lot of fun. Um, I've got some buddies of mine who've actually made their livings off of Ableton Live 10. So to be able to go and use that, because it's expensive. I'm using a, I'm using a three-month free trial. Um, it gives me the most expensive version, which is $900 Canadian. So I get it for three months. So I'm going to try and do something by the end of that. But that's how I've been spending my time. Invested uh, in Amazon Prime. Been watching a lot of shows on there. Uh, I watched The Boy. Yeah, that's my great. recommendation. Yep. And I started watching this show called Goliath, where Billy Bob Thornton here. It's real Ooh. silly. I suggest Ooh. you check it out. It's pretty good. It always seems like a day. Listen, yeah. I'd that. Just ripping. Goodbye. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Aaron, I haven't got the new COD yet. Is it worth I it? I mean, I'm waiting. I'm waiting on a ranked mode to drop. Uh, it's. I didn't. Like Oh, okay, I gotcha. Because I, I really liked Modern Warfare, but I heard this one was a step down, so I'm like, yeah, I might save my money here. I've been taking it a little Nice. Hmm. But yeah, I think yeah, that wraps up the show. Again, uh, if you've made it this far, thank you for listening. Uh, if you're from the CFL, I hope I hope you actually consider what we proposed and 
yeah, that wraps things up. You can find the show on SoundCloud, Spotify, and YouTube. Uh, our social media is uh, True North CFL Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, our best content, in my opinion, is on Instagram, so if you're going to check out one, check that one out for sure. And uh, our editor made a great addition to the show with, uh, he's added music and different kind of cool things uh, like that, that I didn't initially know he was going to do that at first, but it, it works really well. So thank you, Brandon, for doing that. Yep. You real G. Brandon, Brandon's a great editor, man. But yeah. Uh, uh, oh, wait, go ahead, James. Uh, let me know if you guys want me to do some CFL ASMR. I'll do some play-by-play <laughs> of some old games. Yo! Oh my god, yeah. Play-by-play play ASMR, bro. That, That's what we need. There's a market there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it's a, we- it's a weird market, but it is a market. Uh, yeah, but uh, I think that wraps things up. So thank you very much for listening. This is the True North CFL Podcast signing off.